that's what you're saying. You're, 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 that's you pulling him onto your side because there's no reason why you can go and pray and he can go and pray. Why should that have to be divisive in a relationship? You're making that divisive. And that's my problem with it because he, he can go and do his five prayers a day as it is as for, for guys who believes in Islam. And you can go get on your knees and pray to Jesus and then come back together with both your prayers and, so and be happy in the situation. So we both pray a different God. And then but, 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 but you've been doing that for the, most of your life. Like why is it now that you're married that you have to do it differently? Like right now, as you are, you're single mm -hmm. and you pray to God mm -hmm. and you pray for what it is that you want God to bring into your life and whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Why does that change that you have a man in your life? Just because you want to do it together. Because That's just marriage you being is actually a unison with God in the middle, Lord Jesus. That's what marriage is. Mm -hmm. It's three. Marriage is not you and me. Marriage is you, me and Jesus. So if we're married, then, you know, that's how I see marriage. Like it's a, mess, it's a promise to the Lord Jesus that we actually now a triangle, you know? I hear so what for me to go and pray and you to go and pray somewhere, where's the triangle? New questions every day, how's a brother post to sleep? Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the, the domino, domino effect. In with a, a lovely panel again today, the return of you know who, Mr. Analytics. Give yourself a little intro to the to the camera. Thank you for having me on again, guys. Charon Lackenbau, founder and CEO of Lost Love, uh, world's first dating agency app. Thank you for having me. Miss Miss Lucian, if you'd like to introduce <laughs> yourself. Hi, I'm Lynn Songo. I'm a Christian artist. Um, I do R&B gospel. Um, yeah, from mm. Belgium. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm from North London and thank you for having me here today. Cool. That brings me to my left, the vegan warrior, the plant-based dickhead, <laughs> B-Tech Terry Crews. Haters gonna hate, innit? Burn a boy from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> the dreads ain't out, so they're hidden today. So, Ed's aka Edicus you know how we inside get down. the place. Come on. You got me, the most masculine host. Don't let him gas you. This guy lies on dating apps. Repping for Africa today, you know Yeah, Imagine he's a, talk, he's a fake six footer. <laughs> five five. You got the platforms on today. You got the air force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vapormax. He always needs the extra height. Got, got the air got, bubbles. Got the high today. heels. You know what I'm got the air bubbles. So don't trust this man. <laughs> but um, today we're in with a lovely panel: um, Sikh friend, Christian friend, and Jewish friend. And we've got the important question of: Do interfaith relationships work? We've done interracial before, so we thought we'd give it a quick spin, and we tried to stay. We can go into race, but we tried to keep it. Strictly on faith on this conversation. Off cam, Sharon, you were telling me that obviously from your attire, you seem like a man of the faith, but you're not, you've never dated someone of the faith. Absolutely, yeah. So tell us a bit about that. It wasn't intentional, it's just like life happened, you know, you move through life. To be honest with you, me personally, I don't really look for relationships, you know, it's mm -hmm. just like I just do my thing and you meet people, you know, I've never been, uh, intentfully meeting someone perhaps i should have been but i haven't been i've been very busy doing other things mm. but then people have come into my life that i've had a great connection with been great i've met amazing women you know most of the women in my life are amazing um well-mannered well-educated mm. spiritual if not religious mm. um so yeah that's that's been my my uh, in in your religion how does raising children how does that work because for example with Is in islam a woman can't complete her deen and Leicester man is Muslim, yeah. so and they follow the father. Yeah. And I mean, you can correct me in this, but in Judah and Judaism, they follow the mother in terms of the 
kids follow the mother in terms of religion? Yeah, that's right. So even if a woman marries out to a non-Jewish person, the mm. children remain Jewish. There you go. So in terms of for Sikhism, how does it with that child rearing them? Yeah, we don't we don't follow. I'm uh, aware of like the sort of um, Jewish line going through the mother. We don't really have that. But what we do have in terms of um, uh, the importance, similar to the Islamic faith, uh, I think it's half your or something. Mm. Marriage is um, uh, one of the almost like obligatory and very important ceremonies that needs to be had. So much so that we were speaking before about um, the baptism in the Sikh faith holding uh, very high regard, held in very high regard. And if you um, uh, get to a point in your life where you want to take uh, Amrath, which is our baptism, before you are married, uh, a marriage ceremony actually has to be executed first. Um, and uh, I, I believe you marry our scripture, which we believe is not a scripture, but an entity. Um, your, the ceremony is executed between you and essentially our guru before you can be baptized. So it's very important. Mm -hmm. So would you, would it be safe to say that your partner, or not even of now, but your partners would have to be on board? Would would you, would it be a requirement for you, for your kids to be Sikh? Uh, for me, absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I would very much like to raise my kids to Sikh. And, and we said this before, where like um, Sikhism, there's, there's, everyone has a different path journey. Mm -hmm. There is a, initiated baptized Sikh which baptism in our faith not to discredit any of the faiths but it's held in super high regard and it's almost you have the option not to be baptized to sort of take the pressure off having to 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 be so devout but when you are baptized then um you, you must be devout but in my mind like i would like to raise uh, for my kids to have unshorn hair for as long as this can like make their own decision because in the Sikh faith one of the biggest uh, aspects of the Sikh faith is keeping the hair. Mm. And then that means I have to uh, impose that on my child because they can't make the decision, right? I'm choosing not to shorn their hair up until, let's say, they're conscious of it when they're 12 and they mm. see friends with haircuts. And I'm saying, you can't do that. You have to keep your hair unshorn. So I but guess I'm obliging him with that. But I find it's funny in the West, in a lot of religions, they, re they remix the faith in the sense of, for example, I went to school with a lot of Sikhs. It, in Luton, there's a big South Asian community, uh, uh, Muslim, Hindu, uh, Sikhs, but they'll have unshorn hair, but their eyebrows will be threaded and so they don't have a uni brow and their beards will be nicely tidied up. Same with Islam. A woman will wear a hijab, but she'll wear full face of makeup. Not to take anything away from Islam, mm. but in order to become a Muslim, you take, take the shahada, mm -hmm. which is the sort of onset, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And then sort of then you go on your journey in Sikhism, it doesn't work like that. You have to show up with something. You have to show up with unshorn hair. You have to have the 5Ks immediately. You have to wear the turban. Mm. And then you have to do a ceremony, right? So it's like the people who are your friends, they're Sikhs. They're of the Sikh persuasion, but they're not part of the Khalsa. In our community, they're not considered Sikhs. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And, so we have, just, and it's yeah. important to have that because... There's no point, and this is not to discredit other faiths, there's no point just having one label and then allowing people within that label to be on and a bit off and a bit on and off. We have an on. Anyone who is baptized, who is obliged to keep unshorn hair, 5Ks, all the rest of it, they're on. There's no, you, you, you can't not be off, right? And then if you want to be off, if you're not ready yet, then you can be a sing. You can be someone who's not baptized. So would you say you're off now because you haven't Correct. And the people you know, they weren't Sikhs. 
Sikhs are only those okay. who are baptized, armed, unshorn hair, 5Ks. But before all of that, you've got to be a good person, right? Is there any obligation in your faith that a woman has to be a Sikh as well? Or a um, doctrine that says this? In all faiths, in order to execute a ceremony, both individuals have to be of that persuasion. No, not in Islam. In Islam, if you're a man, you can marry any of the three. So you can marry Judaism, Christian. Uh, Abrahamic faith. Uh, sure. Yeah, Abrahamic faith. Sure. As, long as, as long as the kids... Yeah follow islam but we see a lot of things uh on the news you know we have a uh, some issues in our faith of like it's not interfaith because the other person doesn't have a faith people who uh men or women who are sikh who have relationships with people who are non-sikh and then ceremonies cool. being executed that's actually not supposed to happen and the same thing in churches i couldn't get married in a church a priest wouldn't ordain it right like i'm not yeah, yeah. christian or catholic so people like sort of vilify religions that decide to take that stance negating the fact that no priest of any religious persuasion with the Abrahamic faith caveat would marry two people from a different faith. Mm. Well, one thing I'd say is uh, this is why I find interfaith relationships so contentious. And to give, and it's funny coming from me because my dad was raised a Muslim and my mum was raised Catholic, is that there's a winner and loser between the parents when the child is reared. Someone has to be able to give up a part of themselves. So obviously playing devil's advocate, would you not say that it'd be easier to have of the same faith so you don't have those implications. Uh, it's funny, um, Lynn, I watched a little snippet from your podcast. Mm -hmm. You said, actually you touched on, you'd want a Christian man because you thought, and also you can correct me if you change your point, mm -hmm. you thought he'd be less likely to be polygynous or to cheat because he'd followed the book. Is that something yeah, you still I mean, believe? That's true, but I don't just want a Christian man, I want a man of God. And I feel like there's a big difference as well. Just, not just someone that is like a church boy that just reads the Bible or have like, I don't know, like a scripture tatted on his arm. Like I actually want someone that, you know, actually live. Oh, I'm that know. guy, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> <go on. laughs> actually living for God, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's definitely true. Like a man of God is, you know, is God fearing. So he knows that God is in actually omnipresent. He's in the room, he's watching you and mm -hmm. you don't want to like do anything wrong to his daughter because i'm also god's daughter so he respects me he, res he respects mm -hmm. god's daughter he you know there's a whole respects and love do you think because there's other, other religions where uh, even though islam gets a bad rap because in certain conditions there's polygyny but the main condition that polygyny takes place is that it can only take place if the woman is happy do you feel like you could have that with someone else who follows say the abrahamic faith which is similar but he was of one of the others no why no unless god is actually telling me like the lord is actually telling me this is your husband because i already know ahead that he's gonna change i know he's gonna do a lot of things for the kingdom and like he told me this is your husband i'm not going there because it's too it's too mm. difficult you know and also in the bible it's clearly said you need to be equally yoked so mm. so know, what does that mean sorry be with someone that is actually having the same vision the same believe the same everything that like you actually match on every levels you know doesn't it say to be equally yoked in the sense that you don't marry someone who's a non-believer yeah it's the same thing is it the same thing yeah mm. i mean non-believer in my god <coughs> you know but obviously oh, if you have yeah. the abrahamic faith it's the same god no it just obviously they came at different times judaism first and mm. christianity that's what people Islam. say mm -hmm. but muslim and christian don't actually have the same god people say that but it's like oh, okay. my god is jesus too Jesus is God and the son of God. So if your God is not Jesus too, then we don't have the same God. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is polygyny not polygamous in the Old Testament? 
Sorry? Polygyny is permissible in Old Testament. I think so. I think yeah, so. Th- it did happen. Yeah, yeah. So isn't that, wouldn't you accept polygyny? No. Because first of all, like it's also mm. the New Testament that I follow yes. as well. I was going to say, usually the new, most Christians will say, they look at, it's almost like um, in Islam, they, they listen to the Hadiths, but the Quran is what they follow. So with Christianity, it's like they listen to the Old Testament, but the New Testament is essentially the... That's what, what, you, what yeah. you follow. And also like when you have sex with other people, there's like exchange, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So it's just like, am I really going to go and, or is he really going to go and get something else from outside and come in my marriage? And then like, it's it's too much going on spiritually, you know? Mm-hmm. Sikhs don't do polygyny, we're monogamy. Oh, really? Yep. All the way? All the way. It's mm-hmm. monogamy is advised. Mm-hmm. Advised or law? You can't be polygynous. Okay. It's occurred in stories of tales I won't get into it, but it has occurred amongst the gurus mm. where people have sort of, we people have come to a guru and like done what's called an adas, which is a prayer that the guru would marry their uh, daughter. And it's like the guru's in a position now where he can't say no because it's like you've, you've done an adas, like you've done a prayer to it that it would happen. So the guru is accepted, but the, uh, uh, at one point he, st- he stopped and said like, well, when you stop doing this now, like mm. this is not part of our faith. But he can't, he can't deny the adas. That's what I was going to say, because obviously there's tales that will, for example, I can only talk from the Bible because that's what I really know. There's tales in the Bible that, and you would deduce from that, it's giving the message. But then there's actual messages in the Bible where it says, night and day, thou shall not do this. What I'm saying in The night and day message is monogamy. Okay. Yeah. So, Naomi, yourself. I was just listening to what everybody else was saying. And no matter what it might have said, I mean, I would be from the Old Testament and we've been talking about that as well of what was said it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do um i've actually gone back and i've actually been doing some bible study mm. uh, with my past with the pastor that i'm friendly with with his group which is you know christian and they actually go really deep into it so there are things we're we're on genesis at the moment which i found it very interesting from the old testament where things like that do happen but doesn't mean in the modern day that that is the right thing to do or that we should be doing things like that. There are, like you said, there are tales and there are stories, but that's not the way. If I went to get married in a synagogue, it depends what level of synagogue and how religious someone is, where I could get married. Oh, so break that down. I'll be honest with Judaism is the religion. Uh, It's complicated. Even I don't know. Um, (laughs) I was probably religious up up to about the age of 16 when I realised on a Saturday night you can't go out. (laughs) 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 Because um, the Sabbath starts on a Friday and ends on a Saturday. But in the summer it gets later and later. So after... You know, when you get to the summer and the Sabbath goes out at 10 o'clock, you realise you, you can't go out with your friends. So things sort of tailed off a bit. Um, there are different levels of Judaism to make it, I, I don't know whether easy is the word, to make it easy for people to feel welcome in their community. So I was brought up United Orthodox, which I would say is just the normal. So if I was going to marry someone from my united orthodox background somebody would have to be of the same level um if i was going to marry somebody from this thing called masorti liberal progressive there's all different names for what i would call the lower versions where men and women sit together in synagogues uh women can go up um 
a read from the scrolls. These are all things that I don't agree with. So if I went to what I call a lower level synagogue, they would accept me, but I don't think it would work the other way around. You would have mm. to almost convert to be of a more orthodox or more religious level. So you're in a unique position as obviously you yeah. said, as a woman, yeah. that your kids they would follow their mother. Does that actually allow you to then marry outside the faith or no, do you still have to marry? No, I can marry outside the faith. Um, I had a long-term relationship with um, a Jewish guy. Obviously it doesn't work out because I'm single now, but mm. um, if I met someone now and they weren't of the Jewish faith, if I decided to have children, they would be Jewish just mm. by because it goes through the mother's line. But can you have a ceremony with a non-Jewish person? What in a in a synagogue? Yeah. Mm. No, they would have they would have to convert. Yes, which is what we talked about. That that wouldn't be allowed. However, if I went into a church, I would be accepted to get married in a church. Would you? I don't know. Yeah, I, uh. I, I would. I would do. Um, I was talking about the pastor friend of mine, and if I went to his church and I said, "Look, I've met a nice Christian man. I want to get married in your church. I would be very. I'd be very welcome there." But I know I wouldn't be welcome in a Catholic church. Mm. I think there are different levels. And for example, you know, um, where I was driving up today, you come through sort of Seven Sisters, almost through Stamford Hill, and you've got a, a different type of religious person who my mother calls the black hatters, because that's how you recognize them, the black hats and um, the long black coats. They are the Has Hasidic Jewish people. They would not recognize me as Jewish. They would not speak to me. They would not talk to me in a shop or in a, or in a street. Is that why? It's almost like they're... It's almost like having another religion. They wouldn't recognise me as Jewish. Oh, so you'd be like a subsect of Judaism? I could be dressed respectfully mm. the way that they dress, but they would know that I'm not one of them. How? Sorry. Um. They... They just know. They would. Just, they uh, don't ask me how. They would. They would just know. So, like for example, today. I mean, I couldn't go here. I couldn't go out like this. I'm, I'm covered up. But if I was going to go into Hasidic community, my you know would have to be like a bit further down. Although I'm covered up, my collarbones are covered. Um, I'm not a married woman, so I don't have to cover my head. But they would know I'm part of community. It's just it's just knowledge. But I would not be considered Jewish at all. So the Jewish religion. There's different levels. And there are, are extremists as well. What's that? And this is here, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. What's the level of Judaism where they believe that sex is purely for procreation and they put a sheet between each other? The, the Hasidic ah, people. Yeah. I've heard they literally they, they have sex to procreate and they put a sheet in between when they have sex. and So they can't the, see each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be for reproducing and also... Uh, it's supposed to be to keep the marriage. You're supposed to keep the marriage alive. So even if it's not in the in the Hasidic community, I've got very religious friends as well. So when a woman finishes her menstrual cycle, during your menstrual cycle, you're either supposed to sleep in another bed or sleep apart, where you've got like two separate beds. I've heard that, yeah. Um, and then you go to um, a spiritual bath. So after you've menstruated, so this is where we're talking about the sheet. So you will go to these a spiritual bath. It's for women only. Um, you comb your hair, you shower to make sure there's there's nothing there. And another woman will take you into the spiritual bath where they will 
you would dunk under. You know, like when you're baptised, you go under the water. It's a very similar for a Jewish woman, for a religious Jewish woman. She will have to sort of dunk herself under the ritual bath, say the prayers when she comes up, and then she is clean and pure again to be with her husband. But when you um, have gone through that process, you then come back and you are supposed to have intimate relations with your husband because that gap where you're not brings the marriage back together and alive again. But in what you're talking about with the Hasidic community, yes, there there is a sheet. But a sheet, and they never have. It's for it. It serves a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So, so it, the process you said about so every single time a woman menstruates, yeah, that's what she's supposed to bath in there. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. Um, a ritual bath or a spiritual bath. I don't know how you would translate the word into English because I, I speak Hebrew, so I don't mm. know how I, would, I don't know the exact translation. Mm. So that's the way I can describe it. But to be able to <coughs> keep, keep you pure again, mm. yeah, you're pure again. Keep your marriage alive. Um, keep the sexual, you know, even as a religious person, you keep the sexual attraction alive. That evening when you've had your spiritual bath, you go back and you have intimate relations with your husband. It's funny. Mm. Well, not necessarily. Um, I've got religious friends who are not Hasidic, but, you know, United Orthodox, but a little bit more than me. And they will, they will do that, but they've already got three kids. They're not going to have any more. Mm. But it's supposed to be a special part of a marriage. It's funny, a lot of the Abrahamic faiths have similarities because I know in Islam, when it's um, during Ramadan, you can't, yeah. you can't if you're menstruating, you can't um, fast. Um, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't fast while you're menstruating. So that's a common thing. But one thing I was going to hook on, you spoke about how you'd be accepting in a Christian church. Yeah. So would I be correct in saying that you wouldn't date a Muslim? You'd be just if you were to do interfaith, it would have to be a Christian man. Not necessarily. I would date a Muslim man, but providing they do not expect me to convert or mm -hmm. to be attending a mosque. Um, I know there are different levels of the Muslim community and, you know, some people are very accepting and some people are very extreme. Mm. And that's probably some of the things that would worry me. I've got no issues with dating or even marrying a Muslim man, but providing... It's set in place beforehand. Okay, I'll date you, but there's no way I'm converting and I'm not stepping into a mosque unless it's for a specific reason. It's quite funny, actually, because you, you're yeah. in, you'd you be in that unique situation where yeah. in Islam it follows the father yeah, and in Judaism it follows the mother. Yeah. So if you had children... Which well, way? Which well, way? Would, you, would you concede the battle? <laughs> Probably. Pro being honest, am I allowed to be honest? Yeah, be honest. Probably not, no. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't want my family to be brought up in the Muslim faith. I, I would rather them have no faith and then choose their own. Mm -hmm. it's, Eddie's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, <coughs> I, I will give you an example. I went to Jewish schools all my life since I was five years old. Mm. Um, that was my parents' preference. And I'm pleased I did because it gave me the choice of which direction I wanted to go in. and gave me a better understanding of my faith and my community. And it gave me choices. Mm -hmm. And I, I know what I would and wouldn't do. So while you have to be respectful of the man that you're with, you know, boyfriend, relationship, husband, you know, whatever you want to call them, you have to be respectful. You have to have that understanding right from the beginning. If you have a family or if you are going to stay together, how it would work with within a religion. And I know being in a Muslim community, it's a very strong 
very strong community, a very strong religion. Mm-hmm. And I would not want to convert mm-hmm. or be pushed into converting. And the same way if I married a Christian man, I wouldn't convert either. Mm-hmm. But I'd be happy to have an interfaith relationship. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about you, Ed? Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening, taking it all in, I think. No, it was good. It was good to. F- I'm happy with the panel that we got. Uh, no, because yeah, because like everybody was is, is is strong in their beliefs, but obviously when we're talking about in the context of you know, does it work? I believe that whilst we have, I, I think while we we might have the the kind of thought process that it doesn't work quite well, I believe that in order for humanity as by and large to reach a, a place where we can be peaceful and understand each other and our differences, that it's probably necessary that we have interfaith relationships and marriages just for the simple fact that even just from listening to the panel to me it sounds very divisive and if we we, if we maintain this kind of divisive outlook towards people's religion and their doctrines then how can we ever expect to to reach a point where we can truly be peaceful as 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 people i think from our upbringing i think that's probably quite a niger perspective Mm -hmm. like coming from our environments in nigeria christians and muslims get married like and people switch between religions, take shahadas, or like it's not really. So maybe would you say that's perhaps maybe our bias on that one? Uh, no, probably. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I'm just thinking purely by society in large, <clears throat> by and large, um, like things, things, things change over time, and I believe that it's almost like people speak with this this voice of tolerance in mind. And to me, tolerance emulates the notion that I'm right, but I'm just going to tolerate you anyway. So if we're going to get into these situations, I, I'm not against interfaith relationships whatsoever because I, I believe they're conducive to make a better society in terms of understanding people. Because I do believe that even though faith is involved, a lot of people mix faith and culture. Yep. Yeah. yeah and, and and that's also a problem. Like I was listening to this lady speak about it and she said that um, she, was a, a, she was raised in Pakistan, moved to America. But in Pakistan, culturally, um, and she, which she believed was a religion, they shaved the child's head off. Mm. Um, and then obviously got, as she traveled and got to meet different people and she, she went, to, went, to, went to speak to an imam, she understood that she was getting culture and the religion mixed up, but through her interfaith relationships helped to understand her, her, her culture better. So not, sorry, not a culture, her religion better. Mm. So being outside of her um, kind of cultural and religious background made her religion stronger, but she still main- was able to maintain this interfaith relationship as a result. And she believes, well, she was saying that two people can have their faiths, be respectful of one another and not have to force their form of, their religion on each other. And I believe that's what a lot of people do when we're having this conversation. Everybody's screaming, you know, like, my truth is the truth. Whereas to some degree, all these relations, all these religions have some form of truth. It's about finding a common ground. When we look at the Abrahamic faiths, when you read the book, and the thing I like about Islam is that they are, they're incentivized to go and read other religions. They're incentivized to go learn about other religions. But then there's, there's always that something calling back to say, no, this is the right religion. And I believe that's where we have the problems with interface because if we're all going with this hard-headed perspective that I'm right, then naturally we can't ever create this form of unison. Because I believe in a higher being, I believe in, a, in the almighty power. But then when someone says my God is different from your God, I just believe there is a God. And it's arrogant for humans to believe that we understand the mechanics of what God is trying to do for us. I think that is the essence of the indoctrination by what a lot of religion preaches. But 
I, I have something to point. say on this, if I may. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, firstly, I just want to make a point. Uh, ne- uh, Naomi mentioned before that, like, you, you ch- it was a sign point. I just want to sort of mention from my Muslim okay. brothers. You mentioned that, you know, some Muslims are extreme. Uh, I have to disagree with you on that. I think Muslims are Muslims and Islam is Islam. People relax the faith, but you cannot extreme a faith. People of faith are of faith, and that people relax faith. But I don't think there are extreme Muslims. No, no. I, I, I think I, if you follow okay. any religion the way it should be followed, you should not be considered extreme. Mm. I, I, I agree with you, and I can even say with my own faith in the Jewish religion that it does go to almost extremists. Mm. I, I would yeah. argue that they're not being extreme. They're being yeah. of the faith, and other people are being relaxed about it. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the better word. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't know what to. It's word really to important you, yeah. the way you frame that. You know, it, I, yeah. it's just really important for me. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Edward, I think. Sorry, Ed, Eddie. Um, <laughs> I gave him the English <laughs> remix. <laughs> I, I think we should use Edward. To, to, to your point, you'd you'd be interested to know that um, Sikhs I find are different in this regard and actually harmonise with what you're saying. Okay. We don't believe in supremacy. Mm-hmm. We actually believe. That the God that I recognize through gurus is the same God that people recognize in Christianity through Jesus, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or in the Islamic faith through Muhammad. We believe there is only one God. We believe in theists. We don't believe, we, we don't encourage atheism. We encourage theism. In our scripture, it says Muslims should be good Muslims. We're not telling them to come to Sikhism. Mm-hmm. We're saying be a great Muslim. We want a world of theists. Because we believe in a world of theism, it's a beautiful world. Mm. Our gurus have built mosques, have built churches in India. So we, I would say, harmonize with what you're saying. And we're we're encouraging Muslims to be be good Muslims. We're encouraging Sikhs to be good Sikhs. Not looking for supremacy, looking for theism. We're looking for people to be of any faith before anything else, right? So that's how we harmonize. No, no, I, like I feel like that. the difference between that, what we're saying in Christian is like, we believe that there's only Jesus that can save you and be the only way. So when you know that, and when you think really 100% that, it's like out of love, you want to save the others. It's not like you have to believe this. It's like, come and get, you know, it's mm. like you want to save the others that you love as well. well it's, it's, it's divisive though, isn't it? Like Ed says, it's divisive. What's, what's yeah. your thoughts on Jehovah's Witness? is in that regard um i'm don't actually have much knowledge on them so mm. i wouldn't be able to talk much about it okay um see because I, I agree with what you're saying and back to the point of it being divisive i, I completely agree because one thing that i, I was raised a christian that like I'd, I'd probably identify more spiritually now i still pray i still believe in a god i just don't choose to do it through a specific religion both your parents are christian but both my parents are christian mm. my mum, my, my grandma was a powerful powerful christian in the church so she was she was up there but um through my time just learning and, and when, when I was kind of learning more about um, Islam is that Islam will acknowledge the fact that it will acknowledge Christians acknowledge a lot of the stories that were told through the Bible but it doesn't happen in the reverse and it's like I was talking to you um, may, may I add though go on the whole reason for that is why the others two don't uh, do it in reverse Judaism came first Christianity came first yeah, yeah. So no, so I, I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But again, if, if if it's the case where these things are acknowledged, then you can you should be able to acknowledge backwards as well. In my perspective, that's how I see it anyway. Mm-hmm. But obviously, for for Christians to acknowledge Muslims, you're you're jumping ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Zahra. to them, they don't believe in a prophet Muhammad. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I don't think they can. They can because he discredits was... their own faith. Right? Yeah. See, I don't think he has to. 
No, but it objectively it does. It does. does yeah. How so? Uh, objectively, if they're saying that, it's, if uh, oh, by acknowledging the fact yeah. that Muhammad if is the, the prophet, yeah, yeah, no, that so you're Islam saying. is the truth, then it discredits. So, but I'm not saying, not, like, I'm not saying to acknowledge that it is the truth. Yeah. Uh, that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. I'm saying that everybody can uphold their own religion of having to force it down the throats of other people. So when it comes to, I, I don't necessarily have to say, you know, what I believe in what you're saying, but I can still respect you for having your views. That's what I'm saying. So it's not. I, I agree with you on that, but the problem is, is that with the Abrahamic faith, is that that like Islam almost tr is the final word. No, no, it tr it gets its legitimacy from the two before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they. That's why you don't see the reverse, and that's why you see just that uh, just as Christianity gets its legitimacy yeah. from Judaism. Like, mm. can you imagine a, a Jewish person recognizing Islam? Like, it discredits their own faith because mm. if you believe in Islam, you believe in that as the last and final word, and that the Judeo or Christian message was corrupted. Yeah, mm. no, no, I agree. So I think it's I think it's a bit wrong for you to expect that of Jewish and Christian people. Mm. Uh, well, my understanding is this: is that I completely get what you're saying, and it makes a lot of sense. But my problem with the different religions is that everybody's screaming of their own truth. Not the six. Uh, well, for most religions, well, oh, let's, oh, let's talk about Abrahamic faith. Abrahamic faith. Yeah. We want people yeah. to Christians be good Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muslims yeah. to be good Muslims. So the Abrahamic faith, everybody's screaming, "My truth, my truth, my truth." But to me, there's no proof that any of these other truths. So your truth could be the truth, your truth could be the truth, and your truth could be the truth. I still respect you for who you are, regardless of your perceived truth, because to me, there's there's no proof of any of this being legitimate. So. The truth can be whatever you want oh, it to be. But you don't think any of it's legitimate? No, no, I'm saying that can be your truth. Oh, okay. But the nothing, nothing's proved through science. So that nothing's like... I beg to differ on that. Uh, yeah. To me, anyway. But that's why they call it faith, because it's but having... The, the definition of faith is faith. Uh, plain and simple. Science is also faith. Uh, science and mathematics nah, is... I don't know about that at, one. At, at, at science is deduction. Yeah. No, science is deduction. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. You're talking about this rudimentary science here, right? Yes. Science at large and mathematics is deduction. Yeah, yeah. I, this I is true, uh, so that must be true. Well, well yeah, this is science. true until you're able to prove it that it is true. They disprove themselves every five, ten years. And that's the whole point of science, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> can, <laughs> you know I, what I mean? can I interject here? Because we're, <laughs> we're almost like arguing about our, our face, but it's what was said just now. If you are dating someone you're in a marriage or relationship whatever you want to call it the whole idea is what we would be just talking about is that interfaith relationships can work as long as you are accepting of one another and you're not pushing your own ideas your own religion you're not forcing someone to convert or or push them in a different direction they don't want to go so it, it can work you just have to be respectful of each other one thing, one, one, one thing I'll throw and similar to what you're going to say but I, I believe it can work yeah but this is uncomfortable for people to hear okay. one person has to be weaker Someone in the faith weaker in the faith yes, yes that's why it shouldn't be you know it's not really recommended because you may mm. fall mm. you know he might make me fall because if I'm weaker and he's too strong or whatever he might just like what, what does what me. does what does weaker and stronger mean to you though no like he might just influence me with time mm -hmm. i don't believe that would be the case but it's like if if i don't bow down maybe our marriage is not going to work so i'm going to have to like bow down some way and then you know i might start bringing another god and that's something that i can't be doing i think i think the bow down aspect only become like prevalent when you have children yeah, like if you want your kids to go one way but he wants his kids to go another that's the only way but relationships mm -hmm. as such if you if, if you both are respectful of what you lot believe in and cool i think the only caveat is children so that's <coughs> where it's going to get i don't to think so because every marriage has battles <coughs> you know mm -hmm. every marriage has 
fights that you have to pray together and fight them spiritually. So it's like, um, we may be going through something and I'm like, we need to pray together. We need to be doing this. You don't want to pray Jesus. You don't, you just want to pray your, like, how are we just going to battle this together? As yeah, a you, that's, that's what you're saying. You're, 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 that's you pulling him onto your side because there's no reason why you can go and pray and he can go and pray. Why should that have to be divisive in a relationship? You're making that divisive. And that's my problem with it because he, he can go and do his five prayers a day as it is as for, for guys who believes in Islam. And you can go get on your knees and pray to Jesus and then come back together with both your prayers and, so and be happy in the situation. So we both pray a different God. And but, then... but, but, but you've been doing that for the, most of your life. Like, why is it now that you're married that you have to do it differently? Like right now, as you are, you're single mm -hmm. and you pray to God mm -hmm. and you pray for what it is that you want God to bring into your life and whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Why does that change that you have a man in your life? Just because you want to do it together. Because That's just marriage being is selfish. actually a unison with God in the middle, Lord Jesus. That's what marriage is. Mm -hmm. It's three. Marriage is not you and me. Marriage is you, me, and Jesus. So if we're married, then, you know, that's how I see marriage. Like it's a, mess, it's a promise to the Lord Jesus that we actually now a triangle, you know? I hear so what for me to go and pray and you to go and pray somewhere, where's the triangle? <coughs> beard gang members, been connecting beard since 2019. If you want to grow a nice beard, because you know the gal them love beard. You get me? Do you know what? Look at this beard over here. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? And I guarantee if you go on this dating app, one of the secret criteria that women are going to like is that it's a man of a nice beard. Am I, am I lying? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, you like a guy with a beard? Um, I don't mind it, yeah. I like it, I like it with, I like it without. Yeah? Oh, she's not even giving energy towards it. But listen, if you want a beard like mine, because you want to build chess, get beard guy members. You heard it here first. I hear what you're saying. I, I, I have saying. something to say if I may. Like, find, finding love is really hard. Finding good people. <laughs> no, it is. It, it, it is. You, I'm if agreeing. You, if you happen to fall in love, deep love with someone who's from the other faith, I wish you all the best and hope that you can navigate. But I refuse to promote interfaith marriage. And mm -hmm. I'm protecting my faith. Is that I'm on your app as well? No interfaith marriage? I can't answer that. I mean this in protection of all faiths. Mm -hmm. I, I think in Islam, you're obliged. Both people have to be... And yeah, I think in, I think I'm pretty sure in like Catholicism as well. Like, and I'm I'm saying this in protection of the priests and the pastors and the gyanis and the imams. In defense of them, don't don't put them in a position where you're asking them to force like force them to do something that's against them, that's yeah. against the faith. And I don't want to be seen to be promoting that. Godspeed. You'll have my support if you're an interfaith couple, and however way I can. But I'll never advocate walking into a church, a mosque, or a gudara and obliging these people to marry two people from a different faith because it's not allowed. Do you know, I agree with that. But uh, it's Islam, you can, obviously, but with the caveat we spoke of before. Why can't you just go to a registry office? Uh, that's, that was going to be neutral. my caveat. I was, my caveat was, <laughs> was that we're also forcing these principles through the dynamics of current religious understanding. So that's why, again, when it comes to like... No, nah, I don't, I don't want to go there. But people... He's about to say something outrageous. <laughs> I was about to say something wild. I don't even go there. But no, in order for this to work, the dynamic of how we see th these these religious ceremonies would have to change. Because again, like a Christian marrying a Muslim in a church is kind of a madness. And again, you shouldn't put... Well, it wouldn't happen anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. No, yeah, no but again, the, the, liberal, the, the, the liberal left would be like, nah, fuck it, you can do it anyway. But I'm saying like, that's not fair to, to put religious leaders in that position because that's just not right so this the whole paradigm would have to shift in terms of what marriage means or how you create that unison without that bonding that we know through religion absolutely which i don't know how but that's just how i'd see it yeah 
And you know something else I'm thinking as well, within marriage, the woman is like submissive to the husband. The husband is actually the head and a leader. So how am I going to be led by someone that is not led by my God, that he's going to lead me somewhere else? That's a good spin, you know. Yeah, We don't believe in that. Oh, so what do you believe of? Equality genders. No one's leading. What, 50-50? No one's above anyone. No one's leading. We in our scripture, it's not like you're led by the man or this whole mm. rib thing or he's your leader. We don't do that. You know, women what? are obliged right. to be armed just as men are to protect themselves. Women are Sikh women don't need. Sikh what men. they, they, what, they have equal, daggers as well. We yeah. equal, but yeah. there's a leader. They don't need our protection. They can protect themselves. Oh wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? There's women. They're as fierce as the men. There's always there's always a leader in the Jewish religion. It's very male, male orientated. There's a lot of things that the women cannot do. So like the wi- the women are the homemakers. So if you're, you know, of United Orthodox, my background, a woman would not go and read the scrolls on a Saturday. A woman would not put um, what do you call them, the prayer shawl on or wear the what you I call it kippah, but you call it yam Um you couldn't teach your sons. You couldn't partake in a lot of things. And there's, cert- and there's certain religious studying that women would not be allowed to do. So whilst women, you have strong Jewish women, they're, they're restricted on doing certain things. And the man, as you were saying, the man is the leader, the head of the family. And the woman has a certain role too. I'm not saying they're not equal, but a woman has a certain role and there's things that she cannot do. In the Jewish religion, it's it's funny. Probably that's where Catholics have taken it. Because to give background for me, um, my dad, his family all Muslim, yeah, um, quite strict in terms of all my aunties wear hijab. Um, similar to how you said you couldn't go out on a Friday, my dad yeah. came to England and says, "Wait, I actually quite like bacon and drinking." So <laughs> <laughs> I had to switch up here. So he um. He met my mum. My mum was Catholic, and funny enough, she's Buddhist now. But that's another story. But um, so I did the whole Catholic primary school, did um, baptism, Holy Mood communion. Didn't do my confirmation. Um, but I found even in the Catholic Church, you'd have what you'd call essentially the priest, or you'd call them the father. Yeah. And they'd be married essentially to the church, or married to God, and only a man could do that role. And that's where the whole stigma comes on with the Catholic church of touching the little boys because they've been suppressed from or repressed from being able to have sexual desires with women. They'd go underhand and do whatever they did. Um, But I think a lot of this conversation has been focused around opposing faith. But one thing we haven't actually addressed and I'd like to go around, what about atheists? To start for you, Sharon, how would you... I mean, objectively, mechanically, it's easier Mm. because the other person doesn't have a faith at all. Mm. Uh, And I think... In in Sikhism, one of the other reasons why it's advised that you marry into your faith is because it helps you keep your own faith, right? Like, and, as it would, and, and not in like a like a combative way. It's just hey, like you need someone's help to keep your faith. Not you need someone to keep you away from other faiths. <laughs> not you see the two sides of the same coin there, right? Mm-hmm. That's the energy we're coming with. Hey, you need someone's help with your own faith. We're not trying to like keep you away from other faiths. If you want to go to other faiths, go. Do your thing. Like we're not afraid of that. We don't have apostasy laws, you know, killing people if they lead the faith. We don't have that. If you want to go be someone else, go be someone else. And it's easier to fill water in a cup that's empty than having to empty the cup and then fill water again. Like, it's just, you know. I get what you're saying, but what if that cup is blocked? Because you're just you're just making the presumption that, ah, mm-hmm. atheist, which is, oh, so agnostic. Mm-hmm. Is, that's probably more of an agnostic, but atheist of, 
I do not believe in God, not agnostic of uh, maybe. There's people that peep to you. But he's, how would you feel about being with someone who's just like, no, there is no God? It's very tricky. Um, mm. I wouldn't go there, but again, mm. it's about being led by the spirit. So if God is telling me that's my husband, he knows why, you know? Mm. So, oh, so yeah. do you believe that? Yeah. So, because I believe that if he's actually telling me that's your husband, like mm. he told me that's your husband, even though he's atheist now, he's seen ahead. He knows oh, that. Oh, he's atheist mm. now. Not that he remains yeah. atheist. Yeah, he's right now, that's why he is. But oh, in the Bible, it's also saying that you can be safe for your husband or you can be safe for your wife. So that means he's seen already that going forward, you guys are going to be together, mm. work, like serving me. Like. But one point I was going to say is how do you get that message? And I'm going to use something derogatory and it's not for blasphemy, but how do you know that it's God speaking to you or it's not his digmatization giving you hope that eventually he would? <laughs> well, it's about... Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> it's about really having a... You know, it's like... You know your dad, right? Or your mom. Mm. Sometimes I can be in my house and I'm upstairs, they're downstairs. Someone comes up the stairs and I can straight away say, that's my mom. I know her walk. Nobody talked, but I know that's my mom. Mm. So it's just by spending time with her in the house so much that I get to know her. So it's like, you really have to be in the word. You really have to spend time with your father, like in heaven. And the more you get to know him, the more you know how he talks to you, you know, the more you actually know when he speaks to you and it's about killing the flesh as well. I'm not just going to be with you because you're so attractive and you know, I just, that's the only thing I see. Like mm. I just want to like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm actually just spiritually led and not flesh, flesh led. So I'm just naturally antagonistic. So I just had to ask the question. Very I like what I do understand what Lynn was saying. And um, you do know, I know obviously, from a Christian point of view, you do know when you're being led by God, and it's it's it is a th people could say it is a thing. You know that that will be your husband or that will be your partner. Mm -hmm. You might not realize, but God knows. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Coming from a Christianity point of view, that that God will tell you who is the man for you, mm -hmm. or you know which is the right job for you. God will tell you or give you a sign, and you won't realize. I can see Eddie looking over there, but look, I've <laughs> I I spent a lot of time. It's gonna be good, bro. Yeah, I spent a lot of time talking to my pastor friend, so I understand things from that point of view. And you could say it's very spiritual. Um, it's all cap. How <laughs> <laughs> to get one in there? Okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I don't know what to say. Um, from a Jewish point of view, if I met an atheist or someone that said, I don't believe in God, I don't believe anything, you know, things happen from the sparkles from the sky or the universe, you know, or, you know, it's my teddy bear that is giving me the signs for things. You know what? Okay, that's fine. You're laughing. Well, a teddy bear giving you signs. No, but the teddy bear giving you signs is hilarious. But what's that any different to someone saying... And this is me playing devil's advocate. Okay. Remember, I'm a believer. Oh, I know where you're going to go with <laughs> it. I say, what's, that, what's the, any different to someone saying that, you know, God's talking to me, but from the sky as opposed to to do it? I believe God is real. I believe there is something, someone out there. And the only explanation for me is God. People say God and the universe, but God created the universe. So the question was how I would deal with... With, with, an some, atheist, mm. yeah, yeah, with an yeah. atheist so you're you're going on another question which we can go on to for like ages but mm. i should ask the proper question um if i met an atheist so i don't believe in god i don't believe in this gave me a whole list of mm. things say so, okay fine as long as you respect me and the religion that i came 
you know, that I've come from, you know, I'm not ultra religious. As long as you respect me and my views, you don't have a go at me, you don't try and influence me, I won't do the same to you, that's fine. Mm. As long as you're not forcing your views on other people. But the kids would have to be Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, you also can marry them because they're not a faith. Um, of course. And the, look, the only views mm. an atheist could push on you, you know, is, you know, whether you use ketchup or mayonnaise, you know, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that that's going sort of like, in another direction but as long whether it's an atheist or someone from another religion as long as you're not forcing it upon each other and you have an understanding i don't think it really matters had it been let's say my teenage years i would have been actively encouraged by my family to meet a jewish boy or a jewish man you know, that's the way I was brought up. That would have been their. Preference. I think that's most people from most countries yeah. and faith. Like. And I was, I was in a long-term relationship with a with a Jewish man, and then when that finished, I didn't, I didn't date anyone Jewish after that. And my parents were. I mean, we could talk about their their background another time, but they were very understanding, and they said, as long as a man treats me well, is respectful, is loyal, and we're both that way towards each other, they they don't really mind. But why mm. though? Was what, it, why don't they mind? Was the issue? Jewish was never Jewish was never the issue. That their pref- so Why wouldn't you just go to another Jewish man? I haven't met one. But then my pet. If we're looking at what my parents have, how they brought me up, their preference would be to be what they would say a nice Jewish young man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they've actually set me up on some blind dates, but that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blind dates. Uh, you have to remember my parents are a little bit older. They're in their seventies, and they have set me up on dates with some, you know, people of the Jew- Jewish faith. You know, because their neighbours have said, "Oh, I've got a nice young man. Your daughter's single." You know, and I've gone along to see whether that would work out. I'm not. Do you have a preference on Jewish specifically? No, not really. I don't. Oh, you're just open to it, whatever. No, I don't really mind. Where it was Jewish and black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then, uh, yeah, that would probably hit the spot. But yeah, <laughs> Eddie is so cheeky. <laughs> I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> Ed, no. what, Ed, what about you? Do you know? I, I'm just, I'm just torn by this conversation, isn't it? Because like, like I believe so. And religion has a very, very important role to play in how society is shaped and, and how people behave. I think the principles that most religions cheat, teach are necessary principles for humans just to, to behave well. Because we don't if we don't have that, it's just, it's just archaic. But then I'm also of the notion that, what do we know? So everybody's telling, again, this doctrine that, you know, this truth, that is the right truth and that truth, is like, what do we know? I believe that, too much humans personify this notion of God too much, and we try to humanize this idea. And I, and I just believe it's fundamentally it's just it's so arrogant to believe that you know any better when you don't. Like my my the way I perceive God and the powers that be is that I'm too minuscule to have this level of understanding as to what the real truth is. All I can say is that I believe that there is a God, and and that's it. As for an atheist though. Again, like in for me, I wouldn't be fast. If anything, it would just be easier because I, I do still want to raise my kids through the religious teachings that I learned because I believe those are f- fundamental in grounding me in who I was. My problem in my youth when I was growing up because I used to go to church by myself. I used to go all the time, 
But I came into, I went to a number of different churches who would talk about, when they're talking about heaven and hell, and they would say stuff like, if you're not Christian, you're going to hell. You're if, burning the hell fire. And, and, and this is when I started to quit, because I knew, <coughs> I knew guys, bless you. <laughs> that was so funny. I just knew man them on badness. And it's like, whether it's Muslim, whether Christian, I know man them <coughs> on badness. And it's like, you can do your badness, go to church and repent, and you're going to go to heaven. But then an atheist who ain't done nothing wrong in their life and has been good, is going to go in hell. And that used to really mess with my head. So I was like, at the, at the, at some point I said, you know what? I still believe in the God. I still believe in Jesus and all of that. I just choose not to do so for religion. So I could probably, I could get with an atheist. That's not a problem. But fundamentally, I just believe that we're very arrogant species and we think we know too much. Where, where I, and obviously we'll have to round up, so I'll let everyone have their rounding points. But where I fell out with the Abrahamic faiths and I do believe in God um, was when I looked deeper into, say, into Africa and the religions that we had there or what they would call witchcraft and I need to put a disclaimer out but what a lot of people who follow the faith would say that before a white Jesus or before an Arab Muhammad came to save us we were all spear throwing juju man worshipping um, false idols and when you look at the dissemination of the say Islam through uh, Mansa Musa and through Christianity through the Crusades that didn't sit well, well and right for me before those ideologies essentially is. We what about the place. Ethiopian version of Christianity? Because if it was ever going mm. to go back into that, it would be the Ethiopian version as that predates the European. I have heard that, but if I'm honest, I'm, I'm not going to come on a faith conversation and do ignorance. I don't know enough oh, okay, about cool, cool, the Ethiopian cool. Christianity to speak on. I can only speak about... Said they hold the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, whatnot. yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. again, a conversation we another day, but... Does anyone have any rounding comments? The last point I tried to make, I'd like to make if yeah, I may. Yeah, I just want on. to pull Ed up on something. Go on. He said, yeah. uh, talking about personification, I don't think any religion personifies um, God. Mm-hmm. God is, the message has come through revelation, through Jesus and through Muhammad and through Moses. So we're not making this up ourselves, Edward. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've all the faiths have had revelation and all the faiths believe that the message has come from God. Mm-hmm. So it's not us as followers, we're following revelation. So I think you're wrong for implying that we think we know best those who came before us knew best we're just following the orders okay it's a fair point does anyone have any closing comments maybe to you i think in everyone's going to you i think in general you're asking yourself a lot of questions and it's like adults now like if you compare yourself to a kid if you tell him like santa is actually coming tonight he will believe it he doesn't like ask himself so many questions he just believes it and it's like in the bible it's written if you don't change and actually become like children with a childlike mind, you're less likely to be saved because it's like you need to be able to just like not question everything and just have faith. No, no, and no, just no, have no. Like but that's why it becomes problematic. No, the, because literally, as you're saying that, like, my rejection to it comes out straight away. <laughs> I can't just follow to follow it. That's my problem with it. It's just like, wait, this book that I don't even know where it came from, they're just saying, I need to follow to follow. Like, Especially considering the fact that how it came to me was through slavery of my people. And just like, nah, never. I don't want to be associated with that. If you follow, if you read the scripture and you follow the scripture, you'll, you'll see the truth because you'll feel the truth. But you will read it and then you have faith that the word is true. You just objectively do it. Read, do, and then you get that feeling. Oh, that's, that's what that said would happen. It happened. But why for that? that, And that's the problem with your point is I've read the book. I've like, I used to do used to pray three times when I used to come to school, sing hymns like Ave Maria. And I read the book and I never felt it. Mm-hmm. So like under your something, you felt it, but I'm saying I never felt it. And that's, as you said, a childlike mind to be able to accept the message. But 
the message, I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure where it came from. I think um, what highlighted that to me is when I look about how it came back and even when you look about the original in the transatlantic slavery where they condensed the Bible and they took, I think they made it down to, I think, like 10 chapters and they even invented some things to put it into the slaves. They, they used to, um, rather than to say your lives are shit and it's never going to be worth anything, they'll say, oh, God gives the strongest battle to his toughest shoulders, so it becomes toughest soldiers, so it becomes like an opiate of the masses. It numbs you to your pain because you feel like if I go through this pain now, I'll be rewarded. When in reality, your life could just be shit, and it could forever be shit. That's Peter three eleven to eighteen. I know the yeah. passage you're talking about. Exactly, Naomi. Oh, I get a lasting well. word. Mm. The only thing I want to say is, we all need to be accepting of each other, whether it's interfaith relationships. Um, whether it's your friendships, whether it's your colleagues, it doesn't matter what religion you are, what you believe in, whether you don't believe in anything at all. We just have to be all accepting of each other. But your kids are going to be Jews. As long as it's not in a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are so cheeky. Hey. But no, again, these lot plug yourselves. Tell us where we can find you. Thank you, guys. The first of the, that was a very deep conversation. I really enjoyed that. Um, no, I love learning. <laughs> Thank plug you yourselves. for having me again, boys. It's been a pleasure as ever. www.lastlove.co.uk Sign up. We'll help you find love. Thank you for having me. This is Lin Songo, L-Y-N-E and S-O-N-G-O. Check out my music. Uh, your music is uh, it got like a faith vibe to it, no? Yeah, it's Christian. Christian gospel. I'll give it a listen. I've got to do my sign off. Mm. Um, I'm on Instagram, probably mostly a lot of bodybuilding stuff on there and food and other things. Um Chocoholics Naomi with an X on Chocoholics. Don't be a pussy, yo. Smash the subscribe button. Let's get the subscribers up. You get me? Don't know. <laughs>